0: There was some video that RSL Social put out of uh, Demir kind of talking to you about what the league is going to be like and and what he thinks of the talent and stuff like that. Obviously, this is your first foray into MLS. Um, what expectations do you have about the the talent level? What have you been hearing from other teammates or other players? And how do you just kind of imagine it's going to be your first year?
1: Yeah,
2: I mean, obviously, beat out know, to share those kind of moments with you know, a uh, top player in our team um, just to get a feeling for like the players in this league and stuff, different league, different kind of style and culture of playing, obviously soccer, football, and, you know, just trying to take as much as I can in and um, definitely every day in preseason, just try to get it, get to know everyone, the style of play and the way we play. But I mean, I don't, I expect a lot of high quality. Um, the league is only growing, which as you can see over years and years and, you know, being able to compete in the Conca Champions League, um, you see it every year where the the MLS teams are just right there. And, um, you know, there's no reason why an MLS team shouldn't win it uh, this coming year.
0: What has has just being kind of around the guys been like so far? I know you haven't been here very long.
2: Oh, it's been fun. I mean... I'm able to speak Spanish and English. So being able to interact with, you know, the, the Spanish speaking players and also being able to be close with uh, the English players also helps a lot. So I'm uh, just trying to get to know everyone. I think I'm, I'm getting along with everyone pretty well. Um, we have a, a lot of young, young players also through the RSL Academy that are coming in the in team and trying to earn, you know, a right to be with us and stuff like that. And just every single day it's, it's been fun um, interacting with everyone and, Obviously, I I see myself as a person who's, you know, can be social wherever I need to be. So, Um, and training-wise, it's just been um, competitive. Um, We're still getting new guys coming in, new players coming in, and we're just, you know, continuing to work and try to prepare ourselves for our first game in, you know, five or six
1: weeks, so. Tom, your line's open.
3: Rubio, you've had a a handful of of – Coaching sessions now or training sessions, I should say, with manager Freddie Juarez. I'm wondering how first impressions of the manager, does he remind you of any of your previous managers or is he completely different uh, in the way he goes about his
2: business? I mean, I think every manager has a distinct way of, of coaching. Everyone's different. But I just try to take in as much as um, information he, he has to give me. And, you know, it's been my first week with the team um you know during preseason and there's gonna be things that i'm doing wrong and just being being corrected by him and the rest of the coaching staff and just trying to learn trying to learn obviously my teammates as well as the the system you know i mean and every every coach has a a different way of uh, you know trying to get forward or trying to defend and stuff like that and it's not going to be you know roses on the first day it's not gonna be perfect and just even the first scrimmage that we had um you know trying to just understand when to press when to go forward and um the style of play he wants us to play so um it's been good uh trying to take it as much in fresh as i can and you know learn what he what he wants from me and um try to apply it to my game
1: next up is jake your lines open yeah rubio you spent uh Part of last season, working with playing with the San Diego Loyal, working with Landon Donovan. Of course, he's a United States men's national team legend. What did he work with on you? Work with you on your game that you feel like you can bring here to RSL?
2: Uh, um, I think when I was able to go for a month to San Diego Loyal, I think just being able to have the feeling of someone to that I trusted as well as someone who trusted me on the field. And he put me in situations where, um, obviously, to find the back of the net. um, I think I finished off 2020 in the best form I could have possible, which was obviously scoring goals. And it came just from the coaching believing in me and trusting me uh, on the field. And, you know, it happened pretty quick. I think in three or four games, I was able to do that. And, um, you know, Landon is a great guy. He's a great communicator with, you know – what he wants and stuff like that. But um, just a feeling, I think, being able to go to San Diego Loyal and already having the trust from him to be like, all right, you're my guy. You know what I mean? Like we, I trust in you. I believe in you. And um, as a player, that's, that's huge. And um, that only gave me confidence to be able to, you know, find the back and then help that team do, you know, win as many games
1: towards the end of the season. So. Next up is Tom, your line's open. <clears throat> You've had such a,
3: um, a long career despite being still relatively young, Rubio. And, and of course, a lot of your your, your football is being played overseas. Uh, where are you from a confidence perspective? Are you as confident as, as you've ever been now that you're with Real Salt Lake? Or or have you been more confident in, in the past and you're, you're striving to get to that same spot? Where
2: are you at? Oh, I'm, I'm feeling myself. I feel confident right now. And to be fair, um, you know, a lot of my career, obviously, I spent a lot of it in Europe. Um, everything happened so quick in the standpoint of getting to the national team, debuting at such a young age. People forget, you know, that, you know, soccer has its ups and downs. Um, you have your moments where you're at your full time confidence and you have moments where you're really low. And it happens to all the soccer players or most soccer players. Um And just for me, I feel like I'm in in the best shape that I could be possibly mentally just continue to grow and all those experiences that I had from a young age, from 16 to I was 22 in Europe, um, you know, being alone and stuff like that, putting myself in a position now where I'm not alone. I mean, I do have family that's close by to be able to come and watch me play. And the crazy part about it is um, this will actually be the first year my parents can actually come and watch me play live for me as a player, that means a lot, you know what I mean? And that only gives you that confidence to be able to be like, all right, my parents are here. My family's here. Like I have that full on support. This will be the first year I'll have that in my life. So it only gives me more confidence to be able to go out there and do my best, you know, give my best to this club and ultimately obviously help the team win and obviously score goals. So um, I feel great. And um, I still feel like I'm in a, a good age. Obviously people, you know, are switched to look for the next, big thing, whatever. And that's, that's normal. But at the same time, um, you know, I don't see why I can, you know, put on some performances if I, if I can get on and get that confidence and, you know, back where I want to be.
1: Alex, your line's open.
0: Rubio, you mentioned, um, your ability to, to speak Spanish. Um, obviously you're of a Hispanic or Latino, um, descent and uh, you know this this market has a pretty healthy fan base of that demographic and i'm wondering if you i don't know how much you thought about it but um you know wh- what would you envision kind of connecting your connection with that fan base to be like and and kind of maybe some efforts that you would that you would like to do i mean maybe i mean i know that you've played in mexico in the past and, and things like that so
2: oh that'd be that'd be cool obviously to be able to get into the, the spanish um community and um, be able to help, you know, get more fan base into RSL, you know, maybe, you know, they don't have, you know, a person who's Mexican American and stuff like that. And, um, I'd be more than happy to take that role and, you know, get my name out there, uh, for the Mexican American and even Guatemalan community. And, um, but yeah, just, you know, try to do, you know, whatever, whatever helps the club and stuff.
1: So. Jake, your line is open. Yeah, Rubio, you, going off kind of what Tom asked you two questions ago, you've played all over the world at this point in your career, but a lot of guys when they come to Major League Soccer express that midseason seems like this is, kind of comes out where they talk about how brutal the travel is because it's such a big country and you're going all over the country playing these matches. Have you talked to anybody about that? I know you've been in and around the U.S. Men's National Team, which has MLS players usually on it, but have they expressed any details on how to, to battle that issue?
2: uh i've actually i've had like obviously those conversations before in the past obviously in holland everything's like an hour hour and a half drive from utrecht which is central of holland um obviously here you can get on a flight and you know go to orlando or something which i don't know how long it is from utah it might be like 4 or 5 hours um <clears throat> so i've had those conversations before and i've heard that it's it could be brutal especially um, you know, coming off an injury or coming off the standpoint of like, you know, your legs are not fully recovered or whatever. Uh yeah, just try to manage it. I mean, I think every team has to deal with it. It's unfortunate that, you know, it's, I mean, it's part of the game. It's part of, you know, the advantage and disadvantage you could have going into a game. Um, but I think that's a little bit of the beauty uh, behind, you know, b- being able to play in America is, you know, you're going into a game knowing that if a team is traveling from you know, Orlando or New York into Salt Lake City, they're not going to be used to the altitude first. And at the same time, their legs are a little bit heavier than, for example, us who are playing home. So it's also uh, a strategic way. Um, I've dealt with it in Mexico, obviously, and there's some places you hate playing. Obviously, in El Azteca, in, in, in Mexico City, it's like, I think, double the altitude of what it is here. So, um, you know, that's just the way it is. You have to deal with it. And if you get a result there, it's just, you know, even a bigger advantage for you and stuff like that. So I've dealt with it, and um, you know I I have no other thing to do but to deal with it now. So,
1: Alex, your line's open.
0: Ruby, I'm wondering um, throughout all the throughout your career so far, um, and it's we've been talking about it for a little bit now. All the places that you've been all around the world what are some of the most impactful lessons that you've taken from each of your stops? Just kind of the things that jump out at you.
2: Yeah. I mean, I've had uh, plenty of experiences. Obviously I was coached by one of the best players to ever play the game, which is Diego Maradona. Um, you know, I have plenty of things that he talked me through. I always finish off um, training on a good note. And the standpoint of that means is like finish. For example, if you're doing a shooting drill after training, Make sure that you finish off on a, on a make instead of a miss you know I spent time with Landon Donovan greatest player Americas ever you know seen um, he's taught me a lot as a, as a player as a striker and the way you know have to continue to work and you know being able to play in Europe uh, I was coached by the IX coach and that he's not IX coach Eric Den Haag, who was at Utrecht when I was there and he was on the come-up and you know he taught me you know how to fight how to how to earn a starting spot and what it takes to be at the highest level and stuff like that. And, you know, I've started with all these coaches and, you know, these guys are, you know, top coaches in the world and stuff like that. And, um, you know, it just gives you confidence as a player to know that you've had those experiences and coming into here, you know, being able to help the, the youth players to also push, to be like, look, I understand you're young, but don't fall. Like, don't, don't like fall for that. You know what I mean? Like fight every single day. Don't, because a lot of young players live in that like, Oh, i 17, 18, I'll get a chance, 17, eight, 20, 19, 20, you know, I'll get a chance. Like, I'm still young. But as you get older, you know, you're not younger anymore. So trying to help the young kids to be like, look, fight for your opportunity. Just because you're young doesn't mean you can't start, doesn't mean you can't be in the, in the roster and even on the first team, you know, locker room. So um, just try to bring those experiences and, you know, bring them to RSL.
1: Alex, yeah. <clears throat> your line's open. Yeah, it, it
0: actually – Listening to you, it brings up kind of like a question, you know, it it reminds you of people who kind of move around a lot. And then, uh, you know, because they love sports, they kind of just ingratiate themselves with the local sports team, Um, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of just being a fan for you as a fan. Like, do you have a favorite team at this point playing so many places or are you just kind of like a general I love soccer? It doesn't matter where I am or what team it is. I just I just love the game.
2: I mean, for me is I, I, I've always been a Real Madrid fan since I was little. So, you know, um, I enjoy watching all soccer, I enjoy watching Liga MX, MLS, uh Premier League, whatever it is, you know what I mean. And I think I, I like to look back at the teams that I've played at, Cholo, Dorados, even Utrecht, and I always make sure that if the game's going on, like I'll tune in and see if I have similar faces that I recognize back and, and try to support them and stuff like that. Uh I think that's kind of cool to be able to do that and so many places I've played at for sure and just try to keep up and um, it's always good to, you know, see some guys that are still there that when you were there and hoping they do well and stuff, so.
1: Last question from Tom, your line's open.
3: Rubio, I understand you've played a number of positions in the attacking third, although yesterday when I asked Freddie Juarez about you, he referenced you as a number nine, so for this question, I'm going to pretend like that's the role you're going to be playing in 2021 as a number nine. it's important that obviously you have very good chemistry with um, with, with a number of your teammates in the attacking third. The timing of your runs uh, are crucial for you to ultimately score goals. Are you optimistic? And I know it's still early, but are you optimistic that some of the wingers and Albert and Demir and, 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 and the midfield group, um, on the path to, to getting to where you need to get to come April 17th or 18th? Mm -hmm.
2: I didn't really get the question, but I'll try to do a little bit of, you know, just some of the words, but, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I think just being able to understand the players that are surrounded around you, um, will help a lot. Uh, obviously I like to play behind the line as well as come into the ball and try to be creative off there and run at the defense. Uh, but ultimately, just from the past experiences, you know, the eight years that I've been a pro, nine, whatever it's been, um, you know, I find myself starting to realize that I need to put myself in better positions to be in front of the goal and not worry so much about, you know, coming into the ball, letting the midfield recognize that or even the the wide players and stuff like that. So, you know, definitely trying to make runs in behind the line where I'm in front of the goal and um, just being more savvy in front of the goal in the standpoint of crosses getting in. So, Um, I'm excited. I'm excited to hopefully get off on a good start during preseason. I think we have three or four games uh, lined up and, you know, try to find the back of the net, which only gives you confidence as a striker. And, you know, a lot of that, um, you know, a lot of being a striker is confidence and um, you've seen at the top level with some of the players, the best players in the world is, you know, they score like 10 goals one season, the next season, they just, you know, they can't find the back of the net to save their life, but, you know, that's part of it. That's part of being a striker. That's part of the pressure and, You know, for me, I just want to be able to get off on a good note during preseason and I'm going to try to do my best and stay sharp.